Welcome, Welcome to Living with Katie and Jonathan. Jonathan and Katie. You're a, a pink and a pink. You look very cute. We talked about your color blocking. Oh, yeah. my I'm a little red in the face because of my bath. I just a took a bath. A bit flushed. Yeah. And so I just put on, um, actually, this is just my skin. I'm, I, <laughs> I got into a super hot bath. You full on looks like piggy pink skin. I'm, I'm shedding. <laughs> You're actually millennial pink. I love like millennial pink is like the hot color all the time. I would love if like I mean pigs are millennial pink, aren't they? Yeah, honestly, if if you couldn't see my neck, this does look like a white person that was sunburnt. Like watch, like like without the planet on it. Like it kind of does look like like a protester. <laughs> like a protester, like let us let us out of our houses, whatever they're saying. We wanna die. The level of can, can you believe all the people protesting? Sure can. Sure can. <laughs> Orange County is the hotbed, you know. I know it's crazy. Did you watch season two of Dead to Me? Speaking of Orange County, I haven't, but I will. It's like on my next. We're about to finish season five of The Wire. I'm finally like going to be able to relate to all straight men. I'm like really on the verge. On the verge here. Wait, um, but have you seen Godfather Part Two? No, but That's... I'll watch that with your dad. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I he, haven't. If you do, he's going to stop it every 15 minutes to tell you something about it. Like the he's the director's comedy? Yeah. I mean, he the like, commentary? Oh, he acts like he made the movie. I would, honestly, I would watch it with Clarence commentary separately recorded. <laughs> your dad. <laughs> Clarence's commentary. <laughs> and no, my dad is not black. <laughs> except for the name. I, um, no, I, I want to watch Godfather. No, not Godfather. Scarface. Because. I thought you were going to say Scarja. Because Michelle Pfeiffer in that is like my style icon. Oh, she And I is. always say if Chris and I, Chris would kill himself before he did a couple's costume probably. But we would be an amazing Scarface and Michelle Pfeiffer for Halloween, would we not? No, because he doesn't look like Scarface in any way. But, I mean, they're all Latino. <laughs> yeah but al pacino plays it <laughs> yeah <laughs> get that wig but i yeah. love uh yeah all i know is like michelle Pfeiffer's vibes you that she is she is peak peak michelle pfeiffer in that um movie she is so gorgeous when she's like on the dance floor and he like is like really hustling her and she's like i'm not your baby like her cheekbones and her contour and her blush and her bob she has like this bob and then like a 70s sparkly dress on. It's amazing. I love it. It's all house and designs. Also, she's the only person who looks like really sexy with like bangs. You know what I mean? Because her whole look is like blunt bob curled under and then like almost like page boy bang. Not page yeah. boy, but you know no. what I mean? Yeah, it was really long bangs that came down here, but you could see some forehead too. But they were like, you know, curled. But yeah, yeah. she's basically um, my style icon. Yeah. Um, how has your week been? I mean, I didn't do anything. I, I don't even know what I did. I mean, I But how out. is your bulking journey? Yeah. I mean, I've just been working out. Um, that's about it. I've... Did your weights arrive? No, I'm still waiting on them. I'm still waiting on them. I don't think that they're going to come. I think, I think what's going to happen is what happened to your package, which is it's going to just sit there for 10 days before it gets to me. Because it's been at the post office since the 5th. 
Oh, so still no. Still no. no. Yeah. That's mine. What about you? How was your weekend? Um, I've been continuing to like just organize any little inch. And in my, uh, in my organization, I found true treasure, which is what I wanted to share with you today. Okay. Which is my diaries from 1999, high school, age 14. I found some primo selections okay that i wanted to do some dramatic readings of. okay these better be good katie because last episode you also did dramatic readings i know but okay. trust me these are okay it's did you ever keep a diary or a journal growing up um no i would buy them and then i would just end up doodling in them i never like wrote things down yeah it's crazy to me that people write in diaries and some people have diaries and diaries and diaries from their youth which is me. I literally, my first diary is, um, I think it's from third grade. Wow. And it's like, I had a lot of feelings. So I realized in looking at all this, like, wow, I, okay. And mind you, this was also the year I went on antidepressants or like I had been on them for a year. So, so is this third grade? No, no, no. Sorry. This one's in 1999. This is me at okay. age 14. Okay. So again, I had been on antidepressants. Um, maybe there were some, you know, swirling emotions happening maybe um but it's funny like what it's that weird thing or like probably in stand-up you have it too of like what you think you're like and then you see yourself on tv or like i mean see video of yourself or hear yourself and you're like wow i am that i come off very differently than like what i think you know it, so, is, it is really scary to think of how you come off versus how you see yourself yeah absolutely it's always very upsetting or like when you i, that, I hate <laughs> i hate having to like listen to stand-up sets because you hear your voice or like the weird things you say or like the tics or habits or whatever right right um this just to set the stage okay so i was 14 13 14 um i had taken my first trip to england and that was very like right at the same year that shakespeare in love came out so at this time i'm very like still renaissance fair you know like sexy medieval poetry very romantic thoughts and um i use the word nor a lot like neither nor <laughs> and i'm also like i at this age you know i especially like when you're like 13 14 15 you're trying so hard to be precocious and you just all you right. want is people to tell you how mature you are and how like, wow, you're really more than just a teenager. Oh, it's um, so true. Like, um, I remember this past Christmas, I was sitting around the table and a bunch of my little baby cousins, they're teenagers now, you know? And so they're like 16, 17, and they're just saying stuff like, well, anyways, um, you know, my boyfriend or like my <laughs> girlfriend. And then they like, we're thinking of going to, you know, up to up the coast for the weekend <laughs> you're 16 like and and then it's crazy because no one would respond around the table everyone would just nod and then we would just continue the conversation and we weren't rude but yeah. it's like no one wants to hear about a teenager's boyfriend or girlfriend because it's like you're not a real person yeah you're not a real person yet we're not going to meet them we don't want to meet them because they're not an adult like people only want to hear about your boyfriend or girlfriend if you're an adult because your parents think oh maybe this is going to be something that's like serious you know yeah but like as a 16 year old everyone's like we don't care like nope we don't care <laughs> it's but it's scary. funny because 
tricks that they use in conversations to seem more adult, I know those tricks. Yeah. And I can spot them out. And they're so embarrassing now because you can't say anything because it's like they're kind of still innocent. You know, they're trying to yes. they're trying to be, but you can like hear little tricks that they do to sound precocious and it's like cringy, but you know that you did them too. So much. And at this, and again, I don't know why my vibe was very like world weary and yeah. very, you know, <laughs> as, as we talked about last, as you know, if you guys didn't listen to last episode, uh, listen to my dramatic readings of romantic middle-aged women self-help. Um, so this was very much my vibe. I think I was also, I feel like this is an era where like you're actually having to like read Shakespeare in school you know and like older texts or victorian era like literature so <sighs> everything is very heavy very dramatic i can't i will try to get it even through this without dying but okay, okay this is monday january 5th 1999 i'm 14 years old <sighs> okay i was six years old guys there you go was... and you were so mature too at that time <laughs> uh, oh yeah but i was a a a, li a little kid trying to be precocious is the most annoying thing. At least with a teenager, it's like, well, you're gonna be an adult soon, you know. Yeah. But a little kid is like, shut the fuck up. You just. It's very just child wanna, actor. Yeah, you just want to backhand them, you know. But you can't. You cannot. No. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> As I contemplate what to write. <laughs> Thoughts of in sync, school and friends invade my mind. <laughs> but eventually they will fade and I will have my focus and concentration back. I've written diaries in the past, written of my routine, daily events, of how I felt, what my life was like and other such things I felt that in later years I would want to remember. Now it is later years. <laughs> I'm 14. <laughs> now it is later years. And my opinions have developed, so has my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I strive for people to like me, to be accepted, and in the majority I am, I think. But what do I think? Does anybody wonder about me as I do about others? <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, my best friend's name was Danielle. When I'm with Danielle, what do I do? I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> I assume the role of the typical teenager and put on a facade and quite a masquerade of my coolness, attempting not to act as if my intelligence is worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, um, but my image is who and what I am, but there is a distinction between those words, who and what you are. Let me clarify. <laughs> I ask, what are you, Katie? I'm a teenager, <laughs> I put that in quotes. The role that assumes your position, what your parents believe you are. The word teenager is a word they made up to explain the unexplainable. <laughs> they can't remember what it was like to be awkward and oppressed. The world is hammering down on us. Awkward and oppressed? <laughs> the world is hammering down on us. We think we are so great. However, we are defenseless. <laughs> but they do not see that, nor can they empathize. Let's also just, let's also just, um, for people, Katie, uh, as she does now, was a beautiful white woman with blue, with blue eyes and blonde hair and a big butt. And in high school, she was like on the volleyball team. So it was captain this, of the volleyball team. She was captain of the volleyball team. But so, it's 
you're about to find out my dramatic backstory. I'll, you'll see. So from an outsider's perspective, you seem to be the girl that could possibly have it all, right? And yet you're over here with a quill pen, being like, I contemplate my existence. Which, by the way, you know what I did do? I didn't write diaries. I wrote poetry. Oh, please, some, please oh, can we have a follow-up episode? Long four pages of poetry. Oh, my God. And I Sonnets? used to follow my dad around and, no, like, slams. Uh, and, <laughs> and read them. And I used, it used to be stuff like, power, tower, April showers. You want to <laughs> fuck me? Well, I'll just jump off the tower. Or something, like, you know, it was just, like, really bad stuff. Or like stuff that purposefully didn't rhyme, where it was like, I look into my picture frame and I see the family that we were before my nephew died and we broke it and we skirt, like just like stuff like that. And then my dad would just be like. Okay, I, I do want to say that I know that I seem like I have it all, but um, I was using the royal we in terms of all teenagers. Because you are royalty. Because all teenagers are defenseless and they're hammering down on us. Oh my God. I am a teenager. I am creative. <laughs> was creative. My outlet was dance. I was good. Even perhaps great. <laughs> okay. Now this is what I want to say. Okay. This is sad because I had, I had danced my whole life until I was like 13, 14. And I wanted obviously to dance in high school, but um, that requires like weekend uh, rehearsals and performances on the weekends. And my parents were like deeply divorced. My dad lived a hundred miles away and I had to go see him every other weekend. So like, I could not have any, I couldn't do it because I couldn't go on weekends to do any of that. Right. So at this point I felt that my art, my, my destiny had been taken from me. So this is like my drama of why I was good, even perhaps great exceptional. I have to, this is, <laughs> I have tears in my eyes now reminis reminiscing over how it used to be and how I used to be, and who I was, a dancer. <laughs> now, I don't know if I will ever find who I am again, or if I will e forever explain what I am, but no longer who I am. My depression settles as a cloud above my head. When I stop writing, it will disappear immediately, and the dam of which my heart overflows will be fixed, and I shut off from the true meaning of these words. So from now until then, so long. Catherine French. <laughs> it's insane. I mean... <laughs> The thing is, all teenagers are like this, and if you put it to really good music, you're Billie <laughs> Eilish. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we're making fun of you, but had you, had you like had a keyboard maybe? I, or oh, heaven sing? forbid! Thank God yeah, I did it. You I would have been Billie Eilish, 100%. Yeah, or or at least a, a nice Avril. Remember Avril? I'm standing on the bridge, waiting in the no, dark. <laughs> I thought that you'd be here. Bye now. I would have been Sarah Bryant. <laughs> on the ground. I love how every the rain factors into so many teen pop songs. Like yeah. it's always like standing in the rain, waiting for my heart. Because it's the most like stupid dramatic thing you could do as a teenager. Be like, fuck you, mom, and then just like walk out into the rain. And you're just like getting wet and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I also love how like every pop song, sad song, whatever, like you listen to it as a teen and you're just like, this is literally my life. And all it says is it's just like, 
don't know what to do. It was a bad day. And you're just like, right. how is she writing about me right now? Yeah. Like when I listened to Nelly Furtado as a teen, I was like, I am like a bird. <laughs> I am just <laughs> like one. Also, turn off the light. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this was, okay, by the way, that was a Monday. This is Tuesday. This is the next day, very next days. Oh, maybe you just had a case of the well, Mondays. That's why you <laughs> Another case of the Mondays. On a Monday, I am waiting. waiting. On a Tuesday, I am fading. Which <laughs> is the worst. That's the worst rhyme. That is probably my famous, my favorite awful pop song of all time. Like, what? It is so bad. It is terribly bad. Like, I, I've been rewatching a lot of like old music videos and, and um, that one um, is one of the worst. I mean, one of the worst, the hairstyle, the lyric, oh, it's just terrible. But I, I do love it and I will be putting it on a mix after we talk. Okay. I have nothing to say today. Much like my, much like the rain, my mind is dreary and gray. Tomorrow are finals. What exactly is the point? A test of facts, but not of knowledge. <laughs> You know what it is, though? I think also teenagers, they speak this way, I think, in any language, because I think because you're becoming an adult, you're finally getting a grasp on how, like, how to use language, right? Like, yeah. in a really effective or in a more advanced way. So you try everything out. It's like you're blowing your load in every sentence. You're always like, the facetiousness of the facade of this professor. <laughs> it's just always like... <laughs> The Stupid. minute you learn something new. It's yeah, also I mean, very much like that's also when you're becoming aware of like systems and injustices and like like it's like when you come home and are like, do you guys even know about slavery? It's like, yeah, right. we know we know, girl. A test of facts, but not of knowledge. If it was on philosophy or some other subject, I believe I would pass. However, it is on memorized facts and such and such. Oh, now who am I fooling? There was no logical thought nor observation in these words. I'm loving the word nor. But let me note this. How is it that those who are good citizens never benefit? <laughs> Don't know what I was talking about. Well, I guess you're just trying to say like, there is no justice for the good in the world. And that is kind of true, but it's just like an overly wrought dramatic way to say that. And we're testing facts, but not knowledge, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and you know that when I was a teenager, I was super into Chicano stuff. Like there yes. used to be a Chicano bookstore two blocks away from my parents' house in Eagle Rock that had been there since the 90s. It was called Emix. And I used to go there and like hang out all the time and I would buy t-shirts from there and I would wear their t-shirts to their gallery events. It was crazy. And I would always just be like writing poetry that was like, I can feel the indigeneity coursing through my veins. I can feel it come out crackling on the bus when I ride through Azatlan. Like I used to like say like so crazy, so much like do poetry about like, like Latinidad. And I used to like, yeah, you know. Did you ever do a poetry reading there? No, I didn't. No, I never read it. I never read my poetry out loud in public. I would read it to like friends and to my, um, Oh my God, I used to read it to friends. I used to be like on the phone <laughs> and be like, Jaina, do you have an hour? <laughs> and then just like <laughs> read her poetry. And she was no doubt like probably just getting high and playing tarot or something. 
And she would be like, that's great. That's really deep, you know? Please, we, we are going to do a follow-up, very special episode of living with Jonathan's poetry. Yeah, I even have a book that I made of my own poetry. And it's... it's oh, my a, God. I think I showed it to you. It's a wooden book that I got from Michael that I painted for Michael's, um, the, the craft store. And inside, I put a bunch of poems. And, poems? Poems? Yeah, and... And on the, and like on the inside of the poem is like spelt, on the book is like spelt. And I put like a cutout of like Lil' Kim and Rocky Horror Picture Show with like a, a Selena lyric and then like dried petals of roses. It was so like, this is me. And um, I also put like my own poetry of Rent. Like I, I like got inspired and made my own fan fiction of Rent. Like it was crazy. Oh. My God. Okay. I, I oh, and the book is called Seasons of Poetry. <laughs> it's still at my parents' house. Oh my God. I cannot wait. This is the first thing that must happen after quarantine. Oh my God. Seasons of Poetry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one poem is just called Rape. It is just called that. And it's the shortest poem. And I would always tell people, because even rape can be really short, but it could change your life forever. I used to say stuff like that, even though I was I, a man. And it's like, yeah, no one's going to rape you. But one time. Oh, but then I was raped. Statutory. But I wanted it. Every inch. Seasons of Desire. It's the follow-up to you. Seasons of Desire. My late 20s book of poetry, which honestly... Late 20s can be just as embarrassing. So I have to be careful. You really do. Like, okay. And I also, I just want to say for the people that this is just the written word. What happened once I learned to play guitar was unspeakable. Okay. Speaking of guitar, can I, can we now watch the Jewel Jessica Simpson? Yes. I have one last, I just have one last paragraph. I'm Go just going to read. Yeah, because yeah. this was just a hot, I took a really dramatic twist in this entry, but it's really important and it's very significant. Okay. So how is it that those who are good citizens never benefit? Also, one more thing. Lance is going out with Danielle Fisher. <laughs> I had always known that eventually he would be with someone, though I wished by some played out, she's all that Dawson and Joey fiction romance, it could hopefully come true, that it could be me. But I knew all along it would never happen. But I can dream, can't I? Just know it is forever engraved that they are, quote, together damn her. It's not enough to be rich and famous now, is it? No, she has to go and spoil average teenagers' dreams. <sighs> the end. Um, okay, can you see my screen? I can. And guys, you're about to hear, um, I think that we, this was like a viral thread. It was just, it was like <laughs> Jessica Simpson trying to out Jewel Jewel. Yeah. So let's go and let's see how off the rails this gets. Another doctor's bill, a lawyer's bill, another cute cheap thrill. You put in your will, but who will save your soul when it comes to the babies now? Who you, who you will save your soul after all those lies you told? But I don't know why. I know Jewel sounds good, but I just hate her. I think but she's she, so icky. It seems that she's also like when she's live, she's doing extra dualisms, you know? Oof. Like, like she's, when she's like, 
for August sins you did, boy. I was like, ugh, gross. (laughs) Disgusting. Let's keep it going. Jessica went off the rails. I mean, she was not on tempo. She was not on beat. She was, that wasn't good. There, there, this is where, I mean, they were really like, another, another. Like, that was a good jewel. That was like a weird syncopation. Is it syncopation? What is she doing? Like, I want and Jewel, because every white girl thinks that they're like a, a black blues artist from New Orleans. I am, okay. <laughs> but let's see how Jewel comes in, because it sounds like she's about to come in with her goat voice here. Oh, another day, another dollar, another wall, another tower went up where the homeless had their homes. <laughs> <laughs> where the homeless had their homes ever think about that this is my diary come to life you guys <laughs> ever heard about homelessness Okay. Well, That's... I've been reborn. <clears throat> like, it's just terrible. <laughs> also, like, I mean, I love, I mean, that's like the hottest line in the song, right? The like, where is the devil? Like, yo, die, die, die. Like, Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Toy boat. Toy boat, remember that? Did you ever do those? <laughs> I didn't, but I'm familiar. Did you ever do? You. Mama made me mash my M&Ms. <laughs> no. Mama made me mash my M&Ms. Mama made me mash my M&Ms. These were all vocal exercises. We have lost it in but that was pretty great but mind you guys and i do want to let you know again that i did learn to play guitar when i was 18 and 18 to 24 was a really dark time (laughs) dark time a lot of time spent in coffee shops that was when the denim fedora came to play as did my like little newsies cap um the vests came out i was learning jewel i was learning michelle branch i was learning like because you're everywhere to to me me. when i close my eyes it's you i believe oh that one um and then and that's when i said goodbye to you oh my god i forgot about that song such a great one um michelle branch i was looking her up like she was very successful like she was everywhere back then i had her cd because um, she was everywhere to yeah. me. <laughs> she even got a Santana collab, which I think is actually my favorite song of hers. Oh, it's a really fun, and that was I. That was a hot one of when Santana was collabing with everybody. Okay, I will say this. I, I will also in a future episode read from my songbook because I did write songs at that time, of course. And one of them, <laughs> I, I. 
I want to say I don't know what it's about, but I'll just say that the title of the song was Mr. Maybe. Ew. That is so like, I want to be a pop princess. And it was either in my, it was either like a political anthem about like, and all these politicians saying maybe, like, (laughs) (laughs) or it was about a guy I liked who like, couldn't commit ever again, Mr. Maybe. Um, Don't know what, which one, but could have applied to both. Um, Now, um, for me in high school, because now when I was in high school, it's mid to late 2000s. So I was totally like, my my whole thing was like the Hillary Duff come clean, the like oh. why not, the so yesterday era. Yes. Um yeah, it was like totally that. It was like uh yeah. Is there a era. song that you can remember like in your youth crying to? Oh yeah. It was I cried to so many songs. <laughs> um <laughs> I would say it's probably Nora Jones. No, I'm kidding. It's, oh. uh, I think it was probably um, something that like Nelly Furtado wrote on her like second studio album <laughs> where she's like, she had a song because she had in the early 2000s, she had Woe Nelly come out in 01. But then in high school in 2006, she had her second album or third album come out loose that Promiscuous <laughs> Girl was on. Like, oh, yeah. Like, honestly, high school was all, like, Nelly Furtado, Amy Winehouse, Hilary Duff, Lady Gaga, because Lady Gaga came out in, like, 07 when I was in 10th grade. So it was definitely, like, that whole era. Honestly, I think the late 2000s was a pretty good era. Rihanna came out. Oh, yeah, it was great pop. Did you, at that, in that era, did you listen to any, like, gay artists or, like? No, I never listened to any of that. It was, like, gay artists for me were just, like, female artists. Like Gaga. Yeah, and there was no gay male presence, really, in in pop music at the time. I guess, when did Adam Lambert get famous? I guess maybe that was the late 2000s, early 2010s, but he wasn't at the level of fame where he could be, like, he wasn't releasing hits, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it was just, like, all that. And, of course, Beyonce was big, but this late 2000s Beyonce was funny because we thought she had arrived and become... Beyonce right right and she wasn't even there she was just halfway there <clears throat> yeah completely yeah do, do you listen to any male artists at I all? hate no I hate men except for sex <laughs> no I didn't really listen to a lot of male artists back then unless they sung in Spanish I listened to a lot of male artists that sung in Spanish like Juanes I loved Juanes do you know him yeah I mean I yeah. know up uh, yeah I loved Alejandro Sanz. He's a Spanish singer. <clears throat> I loved, um, uh, well, I loved Ricky Martin, but not because of his music, but because he was like incredibly, incredibly good looking. Um, uh, oh, I love Mana. I mean, that's like classic Mexican rock. Oh, Mana yeah. is great. Um, yeah, but that's about it in terms of the male artists that I actually loved. Oh, I did love Mark Anthony. Because I, I still think to this day, and I thought back then, he had, like, the best voice in Spanish language music. Like, he truly does have a great voice. Wow. Yeah. So That's not one I would think you would say. No, I mean, I love, um, I love vocalists. So it's hard for me to listen to a male artist unless he can sing super, super well. That's the That's- most theater kid, like, like, 
It's true. I like, you don't like singers or stars, you like vocalists. Yeah, even it was hard for me to listen to Alejandro Sanz because I, I have you heard Alejandro Sanz before? He Pro- probably, but he know. doesn't. He's not like known for a great voice. He does this like whisper singing thing, um, where it's kind of like any guy could, you know what I mean? Like he does the like. Um, Te lo agradezco, pero no. Te lo agradezco. Like he 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 sings like that. Like um, but no. Version. Yeah, but Mark Anthony is like a truly amazing vocalist. Like it must have been weird being married to J Lo because it's like <laughs> there's someone in the family who is such a good singer. He is truly an amazing singer. And then you have J Lo. <laughs> and it's just so incongruent. Like Mark Anthony can sing beautifully in both languages and J Lo. I mean, J-Lo is an entertainer. She's an entertainer, but... My favorite thing about J-Lo is that she has, like, gotten with, like, the creme de la creme of, like, music and film. Yeah. And I just love in, like, the Diddy era when she was like, so I'm gonna do an album. (laughs) He's like, yes, okay, sure. And it's like, she just gets all his producer friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the hit machine. I also love that J-Lo always talks about how music is her true love. Which is weird because it's like, shouldn't it be like dancing? I thought that dancing would have been her true love, but I guess that's just her first love. Yeah, as was mine, and it was that dream was ripped away, and I never recovered. And I guess, I guess, like you, dancing is the talent that she's probably the best at. But I guess, like, just because you're the best at something doesn't mean that you love it the most. Yeah, I mean, you were the best at poetry. You didn't. And you know what? I gave it up because guess what? I just didn't love it. And that's what I said to everyone in the coffee shop. I said, I don't love it. I don't don't love love it. it. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm out of here. here. (laughs) I do like though, um, I mean, the Rent soundtrack, talk about male vocalists. I mean, what a heavy hitter. There was some, there was some really, God, there were some really bad singers on that soundtrack. But there's great one, Jesse, what, Jesse, uh, what's his Jesse name? Jesse L. Martin was great. Doing, uh, live in, in my... your house, oh. I'll be your shelter. Just oh. pay me back <laughs> with 1,000 kisses. Kisses. Yeah. Um, oh, no, he is really, when he hits that really low note, when he's like, be my lover. And then you had Anthony. You know that Rapp. one. Yeah. And then you had Anthony Rapp, who was like, Bisexuals, trisexual, homo sapiens, <laughs> carcinogens, hallucinogens, men, peewee hermit. Like that, like weird, you know that Broadway, like oh, rock yes. voice, that fake yeah. rock. It's like all the Broadway kids who also listen to Green Day. That's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Oh God, that is so funny. What has, what music are you enjoying right now that you truly love, that you think is good? I am obsessed with the new Dua Lipa album. Okay. It is like modern pop disco. I've been meaning to text you about it. What's, um, the, what's, what's one of the singles? Um, it's uh, Don't Start Now or the new one's Physical. It's like kind of like one, an 80s. Which one should I play? Um, do uh, Physical. Physical is like 80s driving in a Corvette. Sassiness. I'm obsessed. Hold on. The video is not my favorite, but the whole album is like, it's like if we were at Studio 54 now. 
Oh, I know this. Yeah. I love this song. Wait, so if you like Dua Leap, have you listened to Kim Petras? No, but I've, I've heard her name because she's trans, right? She's, yeah, I told her, I told you about her like a yeah. few weeks ago. She's trans, she's from Germany, and she like what, had no label and she just kind of did things by her own. And, and, and I was just recently introduced to her, but she just makes, she truly makes bubblegum, bubblegum pop. I think we all, it's like what we all want right now, just candy pop. Yes, know? exactly. I was just thinking about how like, it's been a while since someone's made a song that has a dance that goes with it that like you can do in the, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. And I really was like, man, I, I love those dances. I mean, I love those kind of songs. I was like, somebody needs to come out with like the new hot or the fun new dance to do. And not like the savage dance, but like something that we can just turn the dance floor. Right. Into, into, a, into a senior prom. This is a song I'm obsessed with. This is a dance hall girl. Her name's Coffee, spell it with a K, Toast. She's an she's a more indie artist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she's giving me MIA in 2005 in the sun showers video. Yeah, totally. Totally that vibe. Like yeah. just kind of like going out there shooting the video herself. Okay, you know who I'm going to show you? Yeah. Have, are you doing are you into Paloma Mami? I don't think so. Okay. I she's, well that's a no cuz I don't know her. She's Chilean American. I don't know her. Her parents are Chilean. She was uh, born and raised in New York City, but then when she was a teenager, they relocated back to Chile. Okay. And so she like started her recording career in Chile, but she speaks uh, Spanish and English, obviously, and she's like getting really popular. And she's just like so cool. And her aesthetic is just like every Latina girl I went to high school with. Yeah, she's great. She's just so like, like, um, like smooth, clubby, like bilingual, South American, North American pop. She's very like Chile meets New York. You know what I yeah. mean? I love it. Well, guys, we had a great time. We can encourage everybody to write their own poetry, songs, shared diary entries you have. And comment below who you're really loving right now in music because um, I didn't know the girl that um, coffee that Katie just sent right now. Yeah. And I'm now going to go and follow her on Spotify. And we're trying to create a virtual club here. So yeah. So to our five views, to our five viewers. <laughs> and my mom. Shout out mom. <laughs> All right. Um, until we next love you. Time. Okay. Bye. Bye.